0: Getting sued by the New York Post was a wonderful thing because, A, I got some money out of it. I don't think it was a lot. It was like maybe $5,000, which for me at the time was a lot of money.
1: Yeah, it was like huge, right? So
0: $5,000 really helped me, and what getting sued by the New York Post did for me was it made me my brand. So instead of being that dude from that
2: website, I became correct. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there. And plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria.
1: Hey everyone, it's Jason Patria, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast. If you're joining me for the first time, a huge welcome and thank you. The goal of our show is to help you lead with your brand every single day so that you can be your best authentic self and find your next career breakthrough. Now, I am thrilled today to have my special guest, the original influencer, Mr. Perez Hilton. Now, I wanted to have Perez on the show because people always ask me for my best career advice. And ultimately, the same advice that I give everyone is you've got to find a hole and fill it. Let me say that again, and no dirty minds here. You've got to find a hole and fill it. Ultimately, great careers and great career breakthroughs are about filling a need, sometimes a need that people don't even know that they have. Now, when I'm talking to people in our coaching programs or after I finish a keynote speech, I talk to people about choosing the right step in their career. And, you know, in the old days, we used to talk about climbing a ladder, but the reality today is that is not what a career is like. Careers are not ladders. They're really paths that are sequences of different opportunities different choices, and different trade-offs. And there isn't really a right or wrong way to go about your career. There's really just a right path for you. Now, when you think about your career, you need to think about the intersection of your great talents, your great passions, and ultimately the organizational Industry or customer needs. So I want you to start thinking about those three things. What are your core talents? What are you the expert at? What are you the star? What is that strength that you have that you can do something way better than the people sitting around you? Then, how does that overlap with your passions? What is it that you truly love? What helps you get out of bed in the morning? What makes you put more hours, more discretionary effort, and more of you into the work that you're doing? Now, here's the problem. If you just look at your talents and your passions, that can just end up being a great volunteer gig, because ultimately, the final piece of that recipe is that there needs to be a need. You've got to find that hole and fill it. You need to look in your company and say, what is not being solved? What do my customers need that they don't even know that they need? If you are looking out across your industry, say, what is not happening, and how can I fill that with my talents and my passions? Now, ultimately, when we talk to Perez, you are going to find that that was his recipe for success. He looked at what he was good at, and he applied it to the things and the topics that he loved to discuss, and you know what? He uncovered a major need that we all had for great gossip, great entertainment news, and to feel like we are in the know in Hollywood. And that's why I'm so excited to be talking with Perez Hilton today. He is the original influencer. He founded and oversees one of the most iconic websites ever. In addition to his blog, he's the host of a very successful podcast, has a loyal following across YouTube, and has written three books, acted in countless TV shows and films, as well as being on the stage. And most importantly, I know him as the proud father of three happy and thriving kids and an adult child, his mother. Perez is one of the most sought-after commentators and your best friend. Now, stick around for the end of the show to grab my final thoughts. Right. We are sitting here with the original influencer, Perez Hilton. Perez, how are you?
0: I am so excited to... I'm just going to officially welcome you to the world of podcasting.
1: I know, right? It's crazy. And I've been following you since you launched yours. Well, I've been doing mine for five years
0: now. So I think I'm an OG in the podcasting space. I'm just going to start right away with being honest as I always am. And I think that that's a key part of my brand is authenticity. And that includes making mistakes and owning up to them and not trying to be perfect or anything other than what I am. The podcasting industry in 2020 is in the crapper. Advertising on my podcast is down by more than 50%. Ah! But well, one of the good things about me is that everything in life has a yin and a yang everything you know has a positive and a negative yeah i am in a way like martha stewart where i am my brand and while that comes with some disadvantages one of the good things that that allows me to is to be nimble and to adapt very quickly to change i was an early adapter to tiktok I've been on TikTok over a year now, and I knew after I started using it, it was going to blow up with the masses and not just young people. So my TikTok is really popping, and that organically led me to making new relationships with not just an audience, but also with other creators. And one of the other creators on TikTok put me in touch with her manager. And I didn't have a manager. I didn't have one. I've had them in the past, but before I got linked up with this one, I didn't. And this person, I'm just so thankful for because he's not a traditional entertainment manager. He's more of not a business manager handling finances, but his whole MO is to try to create companies and then grow them. And that's what we want to do together. Find really smart strategic partnerships and really get me to a point where I'm making passive income and it doesn't matter if advertising is down on the podcast or on my website or whatever other way I currently make money. So we've got a lot of really exciting things in the works, which it's never too late to make things happen. That's another great lesson. You know, I've been doing what I do for 16 years now, and I wish I would have had this guy in my life so long ago because I'm an idea man. I think as a brand or as a person, a professional, and also just as a human being, it's important to be able to be objective and to know your strengths and weaknesses. I'm the idea man. I'm not the executor. Like, oh, I want to start this business, or I want to do that, or I have this amazing idea. I need somebody to help me with the follow-through, especially because I'm still so busy doing so many different things from my website to my podcast to social media to my three kids.
1: (laughs) Exactly, which I love seeing on social media as well.
0: Thank you. So just trying to stay sane this year. This has been an insane year.
1: Exactly. Having your kids at home, I'm sure is just an added layer of stress. Now you talked a little bit about the importance of knowing your strengths and your weaknesses, right? So when you think about those tailwinds, those strengths that really make you fly forward, what are your key strengths that you've applied to your business and your brand?
0: I have many,
1: (laughs) (laughs) of course,
0: but honestly, and this might sound like a cliche, But I want to lead with it because it's tried and true, tested, and it's just a fact. The harder you work at whatever it is that you want to do well, the better the result will be. You might not get exactly what you want, but I do believe if you put in the work, if you put in the hours, it will pay off. So why have I been able to achieve success? Because from a very young age, since I could remember, my Cuban immigrant parents instilled in me the importance of having an incredible work ethic, so much so that they taught me at a young age not to just do well in school, but that I had to do better than everybody else. And that is something that I carried with me my whole life. You know, 16 years into my career as Perez Hilton, I still work insanely hard. You would think that you could just coast after a certain point. But if you want to sustain, you have to continue to put in the work unless you're blessed to just be insanely rich and famous, which I'm not. I'm a working known person. I don't have fu money in the bank. I made a lot of mistakes in my past. I probably would have had less financial Worries if I didn't get sued a bunch of times when I was young and dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. I I talk about it in my new book. I, I just have released my first ever memoir, which you can get right now at PerezHiltonBook.com. I safely would say that I wasted at a minimum million in legal fees and settlements. Oh, my gosh. uh, Yeah. One of my biggest regrets. But at the time, I didn't care. You know, when you're young, you don't know any better. And I loved money when I was young, but it didn't bother me if I lost money because I kept telling myself, well, oh, I'll just make more in the future. And that's one of the things that, you know, when you're hot, you think you're always going to be that hot and now that I've become, you know, a veteran, you realize that it's like the ocean Some days you're going to have big, big waves and some some years will be, you know, calmer waters. (laughs) That's why you need to save to be able to ride it out.
1: Awesome. Well, I am super excited to read your autobiography, TMI, My Life in Scandal. (laughs) So, of course, Perez, I know you as Mario. So how does a kid from Miami become the world's first and biggest celebrity blogger?
0: Once again, very organically, I, I think that true success and or true happiness comes when you just do what makes you happy and do it for that reason. You know, now in, in 2020, every kid wants to be a TikToker or a YouTuber or an Instagram star or whatever. But when I started in 2004, nobody was making money doing that. That wasn't a possibility. It didn't exist. I just started blogging as a hobby. And my hobby turned into a job that I'm so thankful for because I can now support not just myself, but my mom, my sister, and my kids. It's such a different world. You know, when I started in 2004, there was no TikTok. There was no Twitter. There was no YouTube. There was no Instagram. I remember, actually... The only thing I ever did to promote it amongst my friends, maybe you were on there. I don't even know. Back in 2004, I was on this social networking site called Friendster. Do you remember Friendster?
1: (laughs) I do. I was never on it, though.
0: Yeah, I was on Friendster. And then I never joined MySpace because... It seemed like a Friendster ripoff. Like, why am I going to join MySpace? I'm already on Friendster, and then I was very late to Facebook as well. I didn't join Facebook for a long time, but I put out a bulletin. I put up a bulletin on on Friendster saying, "Hey everybody, I started a blog. If you want to check it out," and I didn't think that anybody would read it. Honestly, like, I wasn't even <laughs> I wasn't even sure if my friends would read it, and that's one of the things that has not changed about the internet, and social media is that things can happen so quickly. And while the internet and social media has made success and fame more accessible to the average person, I go back to what I was saying a few moments ago about working hard. You will not sustain success without an incredible work ethic. It just won't happen. You know, I look at somebody like Jennifer Lopez She is a huge role model and inspiration for me. And at this stage in her career, she's working just as hard as ever before.
1: So Mario, I always think of you as someone that is super hardworking. If I go way back when I used to live around the corner from the Director's Guild, every time I went into that Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, it was like you were there all day long working on your blog.
0: I was. I I started to annoy the coffee bean people. (laughs) Uh, I I remember those times fondly, though, because it was still so new and exciting. And I still love what I do, though. It may not be, quote, exciting every day to wake up at 5 20 in the morning so that I can go work out at 6 a.m. to do what I need to do before my kids wake up and, and and have a long work day. But every morning, 16 years later, I wake up now and I just have so much gratitude in my heart because I am living my parents' American dream. You know, I built something and something that I perceived to be great that wasn't ever handed to me You know, I don't have famous relatives. I didn't get by on my exceptional good looks. (laughs) I had to rely on hard work and maybe a little bit of talent.
1: Absolutely. Now, what did your mom think, though, when you were first blogging? Because I know it's her dream now. But back then, what did she tell you?
0: You know, my mom is from a different planet, basically. She's so old school. She had no idea what I was doing. She, she didn't even have text messaging on her phone until maybe, what, four years ago or something like that. She, she's just so old school. So she never really got it or understood it right away. It took a long time. I mean, it probably took three years. And at that point, I was doing well enough in my career to be able to say to her, listen, I need help how about I help you guys and we all help each other? And that's the point where I hired my sister to work with me and I moved her and my mom out to Los Angeles. And it really became a family
1: business. That's so cool. I mean, I remember you coming up to me in the Abbey and you were like, I launched a new site and you gave me a card. I won't say the name of it because I think it's one of the ones (laughs) that you probably had a a legal problem with, right?
0: I, I got sued, but it was good because- Uh, My my website was originally called page 666.com, but it goes back to what I was saying earlier about how, you know, everything in life has a negative and a positive. And it's really about finding the positive in the negative or, you know, or the cliche, you know, turning lemons into lemonade, getting sued by the New York Post was a wonderful thing because A, I got some money out of it. I don't think it was a lot. It was like maybe five thousand dollars, which for me at the time was a lot of money.
1: Yeah, it was like huge, right? So
0: five thousand dollars really helped me. And what getting sued by the New York Post did for me was it made me my brand. So instead of being that dude from that website, I became Perez. You know, because people may have never known me or cared about me as a person. And honestly, they don't even care about me that much now. They care about my opinions on celebrities and what I provide to them. And they might enjoy what I do in a certain context, but there isn't a ravenous appetite for who I'm dating or the minutiae of my life, which is why I fully expect my autobiography not to do very well. But oh no, I'm very honest. I don't think it's going to be a huge hit, but for me, it already is. Just because it's another piece of content, another opportunity to, to get pressed and to be out there and to stay in the game. And that's really what it's all about. You know, last year I released a song, a stupid song. I, 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 I knew it. <laughs> the boomer yes, song. OK, okay boomer. boomer. I knew that my song wasn't going to do well. I didn't have I, I didn't do it expecting it to stream well or, or anything. It was just another piece of content, another way to stay out there. Same with, Irrelevant. same with, you know, at the beginning of this year, I did a TV show for Australia where I made sure though, that they gave me permission to share what I was doing on my social media. And they wanted me to, cause the, the, the rules have changed so much, you know, but I benefited by doing an Australian TV show because everybody else all over the world could see what I was up to. It was this show called I'm a celebrity get me out of here which actually, while some people view it as torturous, I saw it as a vacation because I got to be away from my kids and my laptop and my cell phone and just be so present and focused and having fun, you know, being buried underneath the ground in a coffin with a hundred snakes was looking back on it fun? <laughs> Bungee jumping, eating cow testicles and and pig intestines was fun.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I mean that's a diet for you, right? I did. I lost a lot of weight in that jungle. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like now time to go back on right <laughs> our our COVID our COVID weight. You know, you talked all about being nimble and being adaptable. You've evolved your brand because there was a time when you you were known as being mean. So what was that kind of change for you to do something different?
0: Once again, it was just about listening to my gut because I've never been the kind of person to be driven by analytics and numbers and statistics and this and that and the other. I didn't go to school for business. I went to school for acting. You know, I'm a trained actor. And I had been thinking of, making a shift before I did, but I was afraid to, because I had, by that point, the fall of 2010, I had been Perez already for six years, and I had already established my brand. And I told myself, I can't make any drastic change because that's like a, a country artist trying to be a rapper now, it just won't work. But I did, because I got to a point where I had to just listen to my gut and listen to the universe. And, you know, what really um, pushed me was in the fall of 2010, thank God there's never been anything like that since. But that year, that season, there was over 20, at least 20 LGBT youth that died by suicide. I'd never seen anything like that before. And like I said, thankfully, I've never seen anything like that since. And there was this campaign started by this journalist, Dan Savage, called It Gets Better. I found out about it, I think the same day that he launched. And I think I was the first personality or public figure to make an It Gets Better video. And the response that I got to that really shook me to my core because I thought I was doing something positive. But the the overwhelming majority of comments called me out saying, how dare you make an It Gets Better video when you are part of the problem? You're a hypocrite and you're a bully. And up until that point, you know, I just, I drank the Kool-Aid, as they say. And I also, for my own coping mechanism, tried to disassociate myself from what I was doing. I would say, well, you know, if people don't like what I'm writing, it doesn't matter because, you know, it's just a character. But ultimately it was me you know it was me it wasn't this character it was me and it hurt to, to let that sink in and to own that and then i said all right well fine i'm making some changes and i didn't have to reinvent the wheel i just put new rims on it you know like it's like i like it all comes full circle as i said at the beginning when i was talking about my new manager it's never too late to make changes it's never too late to take a different path, or just start over again. The only thing that stops people, like I said, is fear. And fear is, listen, I get it. Fear is tied with practicality. Fear is based on knowing things. But sometimes you have to take risks. Risks are important. Sometimes you have to not listen to what that person says or what the other person says and just go with your gut, which might go against what some spreadsheet says, or what some fancy consultant says, like Jason Patria, <laughs> you know, the only person who knows what's right for your brand is you. And that was what was right for my brand at the time. And then what happened though was interesting because it was such a hardcore 180 to the point of almost being inauthentic. I went from, from being, you know, sassy opinion from being, no, I went from being mean to, to being Oprah, or at least that's what I was going for. Like I would tell myself WWOD, what would Oprah do? But it almost was inauthentic because that's, it was, it was coming from a good place, but there's only one Oprah. I'm not going to be Oprah. Yeah. And I think as the years have moved on, I've really gotten to my center which is a place of knowing and understanding my role, who I am, what I do, and just by sheer fact of having an opinion that might upset people. Something as simple as saying, oh, you know, um, Joe Keenan released a new single. And I don't really like it. I, I don't think it's that good. It's not doing anything for me. Joe Keenan is an artist that may upset him, but I didn't call him nasty names. I didn't doodle on his photo. I didn't say he's an awful human being. I just said, oh, I don't like that song. And that's fine, you know? I look at somebody like a Sharon Osbourne. She's a great role model and an inspiration for me because she tells it like it is. Or Joan Rivers is an even bigger role model and inspiration for me, too. I learned so much from Joan. I had the opportunity to work with her many times. And I credit her for a lot of my longevity as well because... You know, as I mentioned to you, there came a point where I drank the Kool-Aid and with success, you think your ish don't stink, but it does. And I also realized for a while there, I had tunnel vision. It was myopic and it did not serve me. And what happened is when Joan died, it coincided. It's crazy to think it was six years already. And I remember, I remember because her death happened almost simultaneously as when I was celebrating the 10 year anniversary of Perez. And that's a big milestone for any business or for any person. And I said, you know what, I need to look ahead and how can I have a career like Joan Rivers? And around that time I watched her documentary and I, there was a lot that I took away from that and from her. One of the most important things is to not judge the work if what you do makes people happy it doesn't matter if you think it's lame or you're better than that or this or that or the other for example i got asked to be on millionaire matchmaker a long time ago that tv show and i turned it down because i thought that was cheesy and lame and fake and i was and i'm open to and would love real love and then once i had my whole reawakening i reached out to patty and a bunch of other opportunities and things that I had previously turned down, like Celebrity Big Brother in the UK, which I did, which ended up being a big mess, but I got a huge paycheck out of it. So <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> so, And I realized that for a long period in my career, I was going through a, a, the no phase of my career, saying things like, that's not good for my brand, that's not a good fit, blah, 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 blah. blah. Now, And I think having children also changed things for me too. Now it's like saying yes to things and, but it's not just saying yes, it's saying yes and, right? It's an improv technique. It's like, don't just say yes to this, really think about it and try to maximize every opportunity. How can you turn one small thing into a bigger thing, a a ridiculous example? My agent, who I'm not with anymore at the time, uh anymore, <laughs> my agent uh, a year or two ago suggested that I take acting classes because I was going out on a lot of auditions and getting good feedback. And he compared it to, you know, pictures, still have to, you know, take coaching and blah, 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 blah. And I instantly said, yes, of course, even though inside I was like, oh, my God, I'm so busy I have got my kids and all the other jobs that I'm doing. The last thing I want to do is be taking acting classes now. But I said yes. I signed up for it. And I, I broadcast that on social media. I was like, look at me. I'm so excited to be taking acting classes. And that shows people that, you know, I'm happy to put the work into this. I'm taking this seriously. It's not above me either to do this or the other. So, yeah, it's constantly evaluating and reevaluating. And also like I've become a lot more fearful and practical over the years, but also I still maintain the essence of who I am, which is saying whatever is on my mind, doing things that other people won't do. And if something is not serving me, like a relationship with this agent or this or whatever it is, walk away. You know?
1: Absolutely. So I have some final questions for you, quick fire. We're talking about brands. So, what's a brand that you are obsessed with and you consume and you love?
0: Well, I mean, they're a brand. So I would just say TikTok. TikTok, I am obsessed with it. And finally, I could tell my mom, look, All of that time I wasted, in her mind, on TikTok is finally paying off, literally, because TikTok now has this thing called the Creator Fund, which is basically like being a partner on YouTube. So now, I don't have to worry about getting brand deals on TikTok. I can just make money based on my views, which is awesome. Very cool. Because... Every dollar helps, okay?
1: <laughs> exactly. If you were a type of car, what type of car would you be?
0: I'd probably be Angeline's pink Corvette.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what are three words that describe Perez Hilton?
0: Loud, fabulous, and a trailblazer.
1: Awesome. Awesome loud, fabulous, and a trailblazer. And for those who are tuning into the podcast today, what's the best career advice that you would like to pass on to our listeners?
0: Great question. I would tell them people are conditioned to believe in this fake concept of balance. If you want to be extremely successful, there will be no balance in your life. I forget the exact expression, but let's say there's like five things in life, right? Let's say it's like your health and wellness, your romantic life, your professional life, your friends, fun, whatever the heck those five things are. You can have three out of those five thriving at one time, but you can't have all five at the same time. You just can't. Your career needs to be it. You need to be that focused. Other things need to be secondary, like a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, a husband, a wife, whatever it is, you need to be laser focused and determined and put in the hours and the hours and the hours. And not everybody is willing to do that. Some people are content with you know whatever it is that they're doing. Some people aren't that ambitious and that's fine. Not everybody needs to be. However, I think that I've been training my kids very well to work very hard. Every day we go over our eight day, uh, our eight mantras about the most important things in life. And one of them is you have to work very, very hard or very hard. They can't just think you have to work hard. Very has to be in there. I will love and accept my kids no matter what, obviously. But to me, the biggest disappointment that I could have out of my children would be if they were lazy. You can do whatever. Listen, if you want to work at Starbucks or like you, you're a perfect example. You started working at Universal Studios and you worked your way all the way up the system, you know, you're not lazy. And also you had your, you left your mind open to possibility, right? You know, you may be content working at Starbucks But if you are not lazy and are open to possibility, if possibility presents itself in your lap, like, Hey, what about being regional manager? Or like, Hey, what about going to New York or Seattle and working at corporate or whatever? Like you have to be open to the world and possibility and take risks that includes moving cities or doing something that you think you're not qualified for. Just do it. Just do it. And if you. Mess it up, ask for help. And also that's another thing. Oh my God, this is another very powerful tactic or tool that success, a few that successful business people do. They ask for things. The power of the ask. If you call somebody and say, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do me a favor? Inherently, I think most people want to say yes and most people want to do favors if they can, you know, to whatever extent they can. And also this business, this new business, I, I've noticed this with, this with this new manager that I'm working with. He loves to talk on the phone. That's another tactic. You know, it's in this new world that we're living in of uh, text, email, direct message, whatever you can get more out of people on the phone than you can by text or email or DM. It's harder for people to say no to you on the phone. <laughs> it's a lot easier to just fire off an email and say, oh, that's, we don't like those terms. But if it, you're, you're, you're negotiating on the phone or in person or by Zoom or whatever, that,
1: that goes a long way. Absolutely, we'll pick up the phone, take risks, be open. And Mario Lavendera, the Perez Hilton, thank you for being so open with us today
0: thank you my pleasure
1: thank you perez it was an honor to speak to you today and stick around for my final thoughts
2: are you tired of not being recognized for your work are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level the lead with your brand career breakthrough mentoring program will help you take control of your career
1: I don't know about you, but how crazy cool was that conversation with Perez Hilton? I mean, I love that he just gives us all of the dirt and all of the juice, but more importantly, the real story behind the rise of Perez Hilton. You know, it really made me think that it's so important that great brands stay true to who they are, but you can never be afraid to evolve with your audience. Ultimately, that's what Perez did. He started realizing that his audience was changing, his audience was growing, and he actually needed to grow with them while still being true to exactly what Perez Hilton is all about. So think about your own career. Have you been evolving as your career audience evolves? What do you need to do to stay true to who you are, but potentially keep up and super serve all of your super fans? Now, if you've enjoyed the show today, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything. And of course, we'd love for you to take a quick moment and leave a comment and rate the show. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me at Jason Patria on all platforms and be sure to reach out on LinkedIn for the latest on how to lead with your brand. Now remember, don't be a commodity like coffee. You've got to be a super premium brand like Starbucks.
2: You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.